Hi, this is Trent Chapman again. I'm filling in the podcast for Ryan Chapman for a few more days. And today I was going to share with you something that I think would be valuable to anybody in any business. And that is uh, an overview of one of our businesses that we started part-time with a partner that's producing 40000 a month. So now this business doesn't require my full-time attention. It doesn't require Ryan's full-time attention. We have a, bar- a partner that works in it. And he even works part-time in the business because of the way it's set up. Um, and it still generates 40000 a month with about 70% margins. Our, really, our only cost is the marketing and uh, one piece of equipment which we send out. has very high margins. It's a very great business. Um, it even has a recurring revenue component to it so that that monthly profit and revenue continues to grow. Now, the thing that's great about this business is that we just started it at the beginning of 2016. And so it's a relatively new business. And it's already taken off and done quite well. Now, I'm going to share with you some of the components of this and some of the strategies we put into place that have made it so successful. And as I explain the strategy, I'm going to explain the why behind that. So this is a 40000 a month part-time business on the side. Now, most people would say, that's awesome, that's what I want, but I, would, I don't mind doing it full-time. I just want something that produces great revenue, great margins, and great profit. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go over some of that today. Um, I'm going to try and keep this brief at 10 minutes, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'll go into enough to where I can give you some ideas that you can incorporate into your own business. Now, with this business, we sell a training program, which teaches people how to start a business business in a specific niche, and we also include some tools that are needed. Um, now, the tools are a, a – that's what our cost really it comes down to. It's about 20% of the cost – or sorry, 20% of the revenue goes towards the cost of this equipment and shipping it and sending it out to these people to start their business. And the other part of it is just basically online coaching of how to use these tools to make money in their own business. Now, what I love about this business is it's a legitimate, awesome business opportunity. I know that when you look out there in the world, you see business opportunities everywhere, and most of them are just piles of crap that don't teach you anything and they don't work. Whereas this business actually produces results. We have people that within two weeks of starting are quitting their jobs, and they're making five to six thousand a month, even before they're making two to three thousand dollars a month. Now, this is by no means is a get rich quick type business. It doesn't have the potential to be for these people that are buying the business opportunity. It doesn't have the potential to be a million dollar a year income. However, it does have the potential to be a hundred thousand dollar year income as they work up to it. And so we really love the business, we love the, the opportunity we're selling and the the results that people are getting from it. So from that part of it. I love it because I've been in businesses in the past where I felt kind of like, oh, this is good, but not enough people are seeing success. I want to see more people successful with it. And so that's kind of the long and the short of what the product is that we're selling. Now I'm going to go into the marketing and the sales side. And this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where the money is made. Now, in this business, we start off with a Facebook lead ad as our primary lead source. We have two other lead sources um, that we can pay per lead. Whereas with Facebook, um, we're also in a way paying per lead, but we kind of control how much each lead costs us by improving our marketing message match to our custom, our audience in Facebook. And so we, we took some time. We created 50 different ads with 10 different images, five different calls to action, and we identified which of those 50, which of the top three had the best response rate. Now, this, this took a few hundred dollars in testing. Um, when we were doing Facebook marketing, um, there's a there's a program you can get that will help you with that. Um, it's on thinksumo.com. It's their fast boot camp. 
I highly recommend it. It'll walk you through A to Z, how to set up your Facebook account, how to do the marketing. So I'm not going to go into any of that today. Um, I'll let you go there. You can listen to Justin Lofton from SyncSumo, and he'll be able to set you up on that. So SyncSumo.com. Check it out after you get done listening to this uh, podcast here. Now, what we did is we, we have a lead ad that generates a lead, and in that lead ad, we're asking people if they'd like to receive information immediately by text message. Now, with lead ads, Facebook is serving up the person's name, phone number, and email, because that's what we're asking for. And they click a button to say, yes, I'm okay with sending that to you. Now, when they do that, we ask a question, say, would you like to receive information immediately by phone or by text message? If they click yes to that, they are essentially opting in to now receive text messages as part of our, our marketing sales funnel. Now, this is an important step that we have. We've done this both ways. When we do email only versus doing email and text for our follow-up funnel in this business, our conversions are almost triple by doing text messages part of the follow-up. Email is great. It has its place, but it's triple the conversion uh, of, of sales when people say yes to receive a text message. Now, the reason is, there's two, twofold here. One, if someone says, yes, I'm interested, send it to me by text, um, they're a high, high likelihood that they're super interested. They've, they've qualified themselves as someone that's very interested, not just, I'm kicking tires. Um, and when they say no, they're kind of saying, ah, I'm interested, but not, not too much. Now, the other thing is, when we're be able to drip out a message and send them an email or send them a video via email, that's great, but the content consumption is much lower. If you listen to our previous uh, podcast, I talked about how we've increased content consumption using text message and especially using MMS, where we include an image of that video that we're sending to them. And then in the body of the text message, we're sending a link that's trackable to watch the video. So in this case, the person comes in through Facebook as a lead ad. SyncSumo pushes that lead right into our CRM. And now our CRM looks and says, if the person answered yes, push them into this campaign. If they answered no, push them into that campaign. So the no campaign obviously is, is email and phone follow-up only. The yes campaign is phone, text, and email follow-up. And so by having that distinction in the Facebook lead ad, we're able to automatically sift the leads and start different campaigns based upon if they said yes or no. And now once we get that going, we have a set of, of emails, text messages, and phone calls that are going out to those that said yes over the next 90 days. In this business, we have a 90-day sales cycle where within 90 days, people are making the decision to buy or say, no, I'm not interested. And so it's not a one-call close. It's not a, a simple they buy the day they come in as a new lead. However, the, the, uh, the system is so inexpensive to run, the follow-up, that it doesn't matter that it takes 90 days. There's not really a lot of cost out of pocket besides marketing and a few expenses on the follow-up. Um, very very little expense, though, for the return on investment. And so in this business, um, we also have two other lead sources where we pay per lead, like I mentioned. Now, this is important to note. Um, if you follow Dan Kennedy at all, he's a very smart marketer. If you haven't read his books, I highly recommend it. Um, anyway, Dan Kennedy always says the worst number in business is one. And he's referring to marketing. The worst number in business is one, meaning you don't want to have just one lead source. You want to have multiple lead sources that you're using to generate traffic or, or leads or prospects for your business. Now, the reason being, if I have one lead source and something happens to that, it dries up, it changes, it gets shut down, then my business is essentially shut down. And so it's important that you keep track of 
what lead sources you're using, which ones are producing results. Obviously, cut out those that aren't. I don't say go find three lead sources and only one works, the other two are losing you money. That's not a good idea either. But find lead sources that work for you. And even if they're not the most profitable, keep using those that are profitable for your business. And in this case, we found three so far. We're adding in additional lead sources and testing new ones all the time. But the three that we're using are producing a positive ROI within that 90-day period. So this funnel incorporates um, text messaging, email, and phone follow-up. Now, just to give you an overview how that may, how many touches we include, um, we have 15 touches by phone, text, and email. Um, in most cases, we're sending a text message and an email on the same date and same time so that they're getting it in their email inbox as well as a text message on their phone. That way, if they see it in one and miss it in the other, then they can, you know, they'll, they'll get it the second time when they check their email or check their phone. Because um, I know that for me all the time, if I get a text message and someone says, hey, I sent you an email, I'm more likely to read the email they sent to me. And vice versa, if I get an email that says, hey, I sent you a text, did you get it? I'm more likely to check the text as well. And so we do that, and over the course of 90 days, we're dripping out content of videos and questions that we're asking. And in, in, the, in the next podcast, um, actually the previous podcast, um, we talked about conversation starters and how you can use text, message, text messaging to engage in conversation with prospects or customers. And so in this case, we're asking questions along the way. So we might send an MMS with a video, and then five days later, we might ask a question saying, hey, were you able to watch that video I sent you a few days ago? What do you think about the rock chip repair business? And so as we're going through this, we're asking questions and we're getting them engaged in conversation that can then lead to a sales call. Um, another aspect of this sales funnel is that as soon as they come into the sales funnel, we're pushing them to an automated webinar that goes on every night. Now, we don't, we don't tell them it's automated. For all they know, it's a live webinar. We don't tell them it's a live webinar either. We just say, hey, come join us on tonight's webinar at 7 o'clock. And when they do that, um, we're able to go through the whole, in the one-hour webinar, go through the whole opportunity with them offer them to be a part of our success team, and they send in a text message to say, I'm interested. Um, we actually have two different funnels that we use for this for. So one is for people who come in from a Facebook lead, and we have a different funnel, slightly different webinar, where on that one we actually tell them the price, because in this, in this case they come in from a lead source where they already know the cost of the opportunity. So they're coming in to us. We're paying a cost per lead to this other company that's generating leads for us, and they already know how much the opportunity is going to cost them to get started. So in that case, the webinar is specific to them, talking about the business opportunity, why it's such a good opportunity, how quickly they can get set up and going, how quickly they can make profit, and how they can leverage that to add more people to their business to get to 100000 a year within the first year. And so that, that opportunity is explained a little bit different because the lead source is a little bit different. So that's another distinction I want to make here. Initially, we started with one funnel for all three lead sources. And the reason was that our goal is to get to um, profit as soon as possible and to get a funnel working as soon as possible. So instead of taking and creating three funnels, and then as we tweaked one, tweak all three of them and trying to find the right messaging and the right flow of messages to get the conversions, uh, to increase the conversions, we decided to focus on one funnel, get as close to, to good as we could, and not, I didn't say perfect, as close to good as we could, because good is good enough. And then from there, we did two other funnels broken off specific to the lead source and fine-tuned those slightly. Now, the reason we did this is, one, we were able to get to 
um, profitability a lot quicker by focusing on good is good enough versus focusing on perfection. And instead of building out three funnels and having to make adjustments to all three every time we made an adjustment to the funnels, we were able to build out one, get it producing good results, and then split it into three. And now as we make refinements and small adjustments, um, it's not major things we're having to overhaul and change the system. And we can make sometimes just a refinement to one funnel that seems to respond better to a certain type of follow-up or a certain message. So that's another distinction that you want to identify in your business. Are you using just one funnel or are you trying to create 10 different funnels for all your lead sources and it's getting too complex and too overwhelming? And even if you only have three lead sources, you don't need three funnels. If you can make all three lead sources work in one sales and marketing funnel and the messages can congruent and the follow-up as it is with the lead capture, then you're going to be okay using one funnel. So keep in mind what I'm sharing here is not going to be an exact match for what you're doing in your business. But take the ideas and the concepts and the reason why behind them and see if it would be a good fit for your business. Another thing that we did that has been successful with this business is making sure that we have live text message engagement. Now, one of our, one of our uh, big things that we like to incorporate in all of our businesses is the ability to text back and forth with prospects and customers and not only send out automated text messages and not only have them able to send us a keyword to start a back-and-forth automated conversation, but also we like to be able to engage in a live conversation where myself, a team member, a salesperson, a, 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 a support person can respond to text messages on our business line. And uh, we have some services that allow you to do that, and you can learn more about that by going to our website and checking out what we have here. Um, but the, the goal here with the text messaging is to get them to engage in conversation to take action on the next step in our sales cycle. So in this business, we're selling a business opportunity. It's a high-ticket high item. After they've watched the webinar and after they've watched a few of the videos, they're typically ready to make a buying decision. Or they're ready to have a conversation to help them to say yes or no to a buying decision. So the goal for us is to get them to a conversation with our business partner who runs all the sales. And currently, he only has to do a few phone calls a day. It's a part-time business for him because the, the funnel and the marketing and sales funnel is built to do all the preparation to get everyone educated to get to the point where now they just have to have a few questions answered that are specific to their situation, and then they can make a buying decision. So in this type of a sales funnel, um, the goal that we have is to get them to a phone call with the salesperson to make the buying decision. And the whole purpose of the follow-up is to get them educated to that point. Now, in your business, you might be selling something online, and it might be a different situation altogether where you have a, a $200 product, and it's a one-time sale, there's no recurring revenue, and there's no potential for upsell or cross-sell. In that case, you're going to sell in a very different way from someone who has a 1000 to 10000 or $20,000 lifetime customer value. Because the higher the customer value, then the more, like, more I can do and invest in marketing and sales follow-up in order to get a conversion and still make it be a profitable, positive ROI within the first few months. So that's the, really the goal is to identify in your business model. And, and here's what I've also found. You might even be able to adjust your business model. You know, Think about that. A lot of people think that the business model they're in is the only business model that can work. Um, when I've found a lot of businesses can incorporate either coaching, recurring revenue, other services that can increase the lifetime customer value to make it so that they can spend a little bit more on marketing and sales to get a customer and still be profitable and still grow their business. 
Now, if you can outspend, and again, it's another concept I learned from Dan Kennedy, if you can wisely outspend your competition to get a customer, you'll win. So that in, in business, you are competing. Um, now, I, I like to share a lot with my um, fellow business owners, but my direct competition I don't like to share a lot with because what I found is if I can beat my direct competition in sales and marketing by having a better sales funnel, a better marketing model, and having a better business model overall that gives me a higher lifetime value of a customer, I can afford to spend more than my direct competition to get a customer. And so when you, when you look at your business, identify what would be the ideal follow-up for your business and what would you need to do up front in capturing a lead in order to get them to fit into that mold. So for me, if I didn't ask for a phone number and if I didn't ask for permission to text or if I didn't have people texting the keyword to enter into my sales funnel, then I wouldn't be able to do half of the, the stuff we do for getting sales conversions. Um, we wouldn't be able to call people if we didn't have a phone number. We would be able to text people with content and asking questions to generate a conversation if we didn't have a phone number that was textable with permission to text that person. So when you're curating your sales and marketing strategy, identify what tactics are necessary in order to make this successful. And then you've got to go back to the beginning and say, okay, now what do I need to do in order to capture a lead in a way that gives me the ability to follow up with them? In some businesses we've done in the past, we needed an address. And this address was important to mail them some information to help in the sales cycle. So in that case, part of our capturing a lead was asking that they fill out a web form, including their address. And so depending on how you plan to follow up with a prospect, depending on how you plan to sell to them, you need to identify what is needed up front in order to get that person into your sales funnel or marketing funnel, allowing you to follow up and convert them to a customer or, pro or to a customer or client in a way that works for your business model. Now, again, some, some businesses, their price point doesn't justify having a salesperson calling them, and they just do everything online. In that case, you have to get very good at refining your online sales process, your online um, moving them through the funnel. Even in cases where we find that people sell online only, we found an increase in sales by incorporating text messaging. Even if you don't do any phone conversations, if you just incorporate MMS or text messaging into your business, you're able to see an increase in content consumption, which will lead to an increase in people buying your product or service. Again, if you have any questions on how we're able to do these things in our business, feel free to reach out to us. My name is Ryan Chap uh, Trent Chapman. My, my brother Ryan Chapman is my business partner, and uh, we'd love to, to have our team work with you and help you get set up to run a sales funnel and a marketing funnel similar to what we've done for this business that produces a nice side income for us with very little time invested in each month.